Welcome back to A Generation Unplugged. And you know what? Let's just pick up where we left off with our last episode. You got something else? Go ahead. Well, I was going to say, all of this, y'all just kept going, and I'm like, it's just what I'm going to talk about. But um, the 23rd Psalm. Yeah, 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 okay. go ahead. Um, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Okay, when people say, well, I don't have this or I don't have that, God is, God is doing that to teach. No, he said, you will not want I if I am say your shepherd. Again. We're going to talk about that in a minute. God's doing this to teach me something. Go ahead. And then it says, he maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. None of that sounds harsh to me. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. So it's been him all along, leading, giving, blessing. And then verse 4 says, Yea, though I walk. Wait, was that God leading? Yea, though I walk. So he's not leading anymore through the valley of the shadow of death. People are saying, I mean, people have said to me, I've heard this taught. Well, God is taking you through a test there. No, God is not. It says, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Yes, he's still with you, but he's not leading you. And it says, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Well, you need to go research rod and staff. They, they don't wrap around you lovingly. <laughs> they poke and prod and pull to get you out right. from where you went on right. your own. Right. That is not a scripture for funerals, which we just heard right. a couple of days ago. Yep, yep. That is not a test or a trial that God is taking you through. You are the one going through this. And he is the one, it says, they, the, the rod and staff comfort you because it's a comfort knowing he's there getting me back on track. Right, right, right. right. So and we've all been there. We've all took off on our yes. own and went through the valley of the shadow of death. It felt mm -hmm. like the valley yes. of the shadow of death. Thank God he always, that staff that you're talking about, the staff is one of those hook things. Mm -hmm. It's got the hook on the end of it. You know, you've seen it on Bugs Bunny and where he yanks them off the whatever. It puts it around the neck if they're in a place mm -hmm. I can't get to you. He'll he'll lower that little staff down there and grab you mm -hmm. by the neck and sling you back up on <laughs> on the level ground. That's mercy. It's love. It's, it's love. Mercy, yes. And he loves you and he's bringing you up there. So is love harsh? Can love be very corrective? But it's not. But it's not a temptation, and it's not hard, and it's not things showing up and stress. I've never known. I don't think, I better think about this maybe before I say it, but I don't know of any correction or any kind of leading or any kind of even a test because you know what a test does. A test just sees, did you get the material? Do you understand it? So you can go to the next level. Shows you where you're at. So we keep praying, Lord, take me to the next level. And we all standing and we all worshiping and we all doing our thing. <laughs> Jesus, take me to the next level. Right. We're doing that thing and singing with all our might, whatever. And then he does, <laughs> and he gives you the information, but you didn't show up. Y'all better stop me if it's too hard. You didn't show up for those couple, of, those couple of classes, those couple of sessions, so you didn't get the revelation that you needed to get to go to the next level, and then the test comes. Y'all, nobody's ever done this before in this room. Y'all didn't skip a class or two in high school. You didn't skip a class or two <laughs> in college. 
you didn't skip no, or you didn't just write notes of that pretty little thing across the room or that that jock dude with the hair in his eyes or something. Y'all didn't do that. I know you didn't do that. And then the test showed up and there was about 15 questions. You didn't know what on earth they were talking about. That I believe is sometimes how people can misconstrue testings with temptations, with hardness, with, with the devil showing up and doing things because they show up and they don't know the answers to the test yeah. because they didn't show up. When yeah. God said, Hey, go to that service and, and, and whatever, and go across town and Hey, drive that hour out there to the middle of nowhere <laughs> and join yeah. yourself with these people so that I can speak into you. Because guess what? I'm sorry. You got to go an hour, but ain't nobody else doing it closer to you. Right. I'm sorry. That's so hard for you that you have to go all that way. Mm -hmm. Y'all hear the tone in my voice, you know, but because you didn't show up, you don't know to test. So guess what? You're not going to the next level. So we can't get upset with other people that are working and operating on another level. And I'm not working on that, that level too, but we can so misconstrue that for the devil. Oh, the devil, the devil just after me, the devil just, <laughs> no, he's not. You didn't show up. And there may be sometimes in our lives where, look, where he says, can I use you, David Tyler? Where he says, David Tyler, David Tyler. The devil's going to show up because he wants to shake you from your purpose and from your destiny. He wants you under his feet, not him under your feet. So he's fixing to show up. But I love the rest of that verse because Jesus said, but I have prayed for you. Oh, Lord. You know, when Jesus prays for you, you're like, whatever. Come on, devil. Come on, because you ain't going to win. No matter what happens, you ain't going to win. Did you know, you guys know that in Revelation, that's part of Jesus's job right now. Yes, he's ever making intercessions for us. That means he's up there between us and the father. And he knows when your season's coming around and you've gone to the next level and you're starting to get powerful and you're starting to get intimidating to the influence of the devil. And he's like, oh, 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 and he starts interceding for you. My goodness. That means you're going to that means you're going to make it. I, I remember hearing this from one of my most favorite pastors probably ever because he was so practical. I just love this dude. He would say he just look at me. He just smile. He'd say, you know what? If you don't quit, you'll win. That's right. I just feel like that is the word for this podcast right here. If you won't quit, you will win. If you belong to Jesus <laughs> and, and it's not a test, it's not a testing of the Lord to see, are you relying on my covenant? How, you know what I'm saying? But it is a genuine thing from the enemy and it's stress and it's trying to pull you and it's trying to destroy you. John 10, 9 and 10 is trying to steal from you, kill from you, destroy from you, whatever. Mm -hmm. Dude, if you belong to him, if you don't quit, you'll win. That's right. Okay. I was thinking about the children of Israel when you were talking about, you know, not passing the test, got to do it again. You know, that's what they done. They, for over 40 years, and over. <laughs> 40, they could have got through there. Yeah, it wasn't two. long. It was just maybe a year yeah. or two or maybe even four years, yeah. but it wound up being a generation. Yes. Yeah. yeah. For 40 years. I was not going to say this, but I, since you said that, I will say this. I heard a minister that we all know and really, really love 
say the other day about the Hebrew children. He said, you know, whenever God told Moses to go get the Hebrew children and bring them out of Egypt, where were they going? And he asked this question. I fell for it. I was just like, oh, the promised land. You know, I got it right. She First did. She got it right. right. I was, I was <laughs> surprised. It was an accident, but you know. What? Yeah, I was surprised. No, that's it's a cutout. That's a cutout. That was just being honest to y'all. <laughs> To, to yeah, the to the promised land, land was what he, is what everybody said. And he said, if you said the promised land, you're wrong. Mm-hmm. And he said, God told Moses to go and get them and bring them to the wilderness, the wilderness. so they can worship me. Oh. Thank he you said, very much. Why, why would God allow them to go to the promised land before they met the promiser? Mm-hmm. I was like, oh my gosh, you've got to be kidding me. But it's true. It's so go true. Quick, go quick. Go quick. Come meet me. But um, that's the point of a test. Yeah. As yeah, a, a spiritual right. test, yeah. that's the point. So right. it's, I mean, I know we equate it so many times to, to school and to things that we do, but that's the point of a spiritual test is to know the promiser mm-hmm. and to trust in the promises and in that covenant. But we've all, we've, we've either all said or we've all heard, well, God is doing this to me to either teach me something or take me to another level or give me a testimony or a this or a that or whatever. And it's, it's 100% false. Every time. Every time. Yeah. Every time. We just got to know, I get, maybe this is the first of many here with this, with this, maybe this little series of podcasts about this right here, about quitting, about wanting to quit, about uh, um, when to quit, how to quit, when, why not, how, however many different ways we want to go at it, because this is a huge deal. And I think people, I really believe this year, a lot of people are going to get faced with this and they're going to have to make a choice. Yeah. 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 I was thinking a second ago too about uh, James 4, 8, and it says, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Mm -hmm. Uh, So again, same minister got me with this question. Also, who draws first? You draw first. Right. Okay. So you have to put forth the effort. Right. And then he meets you the rest of the way. But then if you go down, like read the rest of that scripture and it's talking about cleansing your hands and purifying your heart. And then it calls the script. James calls who he's speaking to double minded. You double minded. And it reminds me of back in James 1, where he's talking about, don't let any man think that he'll receive from God if he wavers. I'm paraphrasing, but if he's wa- if he wavers, then he's like the, the seas or the, the waves of the sea tossed to and fro. And you right. can't receive anything from God. And that's what this is saying here is double minded. So how do you expect to draw close to God? How do you expect to get anything from God? How do you expect to make it through that test if you're not drawing closer to God every every time there is a test? Because it's so easy just to allow those things to overcome you. You know, when the whole point is to be led by the Lord to those, you know, to the green pastures, Mm -hmm. to those still calm waters. Uh, It reminded me, too, when you're talking about Psalm 23, but later on in the chapter, where it says, he prepares a table for me. He prepares yes. a table for me. Yes. Now, am I going to sit down and dine with him or not? Yeah, because in the word, he, he bids us come. Yeah. It's not like you're getting up in his business right. and he didn't invite you. And like, you know, well, I don't want to. No. That is such he an amazing point. Yeah. He opened the door. He bids us to right. come. Exactly. He's not going to force you. 
for and him it, to come first is like a force. Right. But he's given us the choice. Exactly. And that's exactly what made me think of Psalm 91. It says, he who dwells mm -hmm. in the secret place of the Most High. You have to yeah, you go dwell there. there. Right. Abide. You know, it's live all, there. The, right. the covering of the Lord is always there. Yeah. But you're the one that chooses whether or not you stand underneath it. You know well, what I mean? That just goes back to the whole promised land. You know, right. again, laying them out. Like, you get to the promised land, what were they expecting? They didn't, like, where were they going to get all these promises? Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, the Lord, but they, or God, but they didn't, they had no, <laughs> they hadn't, didn't have much knowledge on mm -hmm. what they were getting. Like, so that's the thing is, like, you know, God's, he's appointed this time. Like, he's literally setting this moment for you just to know him. Right. And for you to, you know, dwell and abide in him. Right. And then here you go. And then it, everything else became so easy. Exactly. And I'm just going to say this. If you're listening to this podcast and we're spouting off all these scriptures, you better be writing them down because this is the <laughs> Lord speaking to you. Because I yeah. just, I was looking this up a second ago because I knew yeah. there was scripture, but I couldn't remember exactly where it was. But First Peter 1 and I'm just going to read verse five and kind of paraphrase the rest of it. But verse five in chapter one, it says, and though your faith and through your faith, excuse me, God is protecting you by his power until you receive this salvation, which is ready to be revealed on the last day for all to see. And then verse six starts out saying, so be truly glad there is wonderful joy ahead, even though you must endure many trials for a little while. It makes me think, um, it's it starts off by saying through your faith mm -hmm. so we all know that the lord has given every man the measure of yes. faith so you already have enough faith to believe god yes. to bring you through those trials but but it's you working your faith god is protecting you all the while so like there that doesn't waver but your faith that's you continuing in your faith is what sees you through those many trials. And it says these trials will show that your faith is genuine. Uh, it is being tested as fire tests and purifies gold, though your mm -hmm. faith is far more precious than mere gold. So when your faith remains strong through many trials, it will bring you much praise and glory and honor on the day when Jesus Christ is revealed to the whole world. Powerful scripture there. Because it's just to me, that's saying from the very beginning to the very end, faith, even the smallest amount of faith that you've been given, that even that small amount of faith is the mountain moving faith. It's enough faith. Right. And God is keeping you all the while, you know. That's so good because, again, it, it, makes, you, it makes you realize the difference between testing and temptations. The testing is something that just... It literally, it's purifying you. I don't know. The way I like to see it is like this. It's refining you. Mm -hmm. So, you know, <laughs> you, you all have seen all them little movies all throughout the years about the little heathen girl that just acts like a tomboy and crazy and her hair is way out here. And what's that movie y'all like? What's that movie you like? That little princess girl that <laughs> the princess diaries, oh. right? And she's just a little whatever, just a plain whatever. But then she finds out she's a princess, right? And then, but what happens? They begin to refine her into that role. Mm -hmm. To me, that's testing. That's taking the little heathen person with wild hair and acts like a fool. And you're refining them to speak correctly, to think correctly, to act correctly, and to take their place within, uh, 
you know, within a kingdom or a society, that's a test. That's testing. That's, that's refining. That's bringing you up to a better place. I don't remember which one of y'all said this, but I want to kind of circle back to this too. We were talking about promises and, you know, <laughs> the thing is about the promises of God, the thing is, is their promises. So if you think about it, so I'm, I've been involved in the banking industry. Um, I've learned about promissory notes. So the promises of God, so pick up your little Bible, whoever's listening to us out there and us here, we can pick up our little Bible. It's, it's a, it's a great big book of promissory notes. It's things that God has promised to do to you for you. And here is the evidence. So the promises that we have are just evidence of a declaration made over you. We're talking about this because a lot of people are going through a bunch of stuff, just stuff, just crazy stuff. And I feel like the enemy's showing up to do this and do that and to mess with this and to steal here, here to kill here, to destroy. And, ju- and I'm just going to be honest with you guys. Sometimes he don't come that hard. Sometimes he comes just, and I was talking about this today, just to murder. Sometimes he shows up just to do what we used to call back in the old days, just busy work. Sometimes the devil don't show up to try to do it because you'll see him. People that are well-trained that now, you know, they see junk falling dead all around them. You know, there's a problem. And so he ain't going to come at you like that. He's not going to come at you hard. He's going to come at you like this. He's going to try to keep you busy with everything else there is around you to stay busy with. We used to call it busy work. You know why? Because it didn't really do anybody any good, but it kept you busy. And so, you know, going along with that, with these promises, here's the deal. We've got a whole book full of promises, declarations given to us, (laughs) but we're the ones that have to enforce them. When the stuff shows up or when we just desire that promise, what do you do? But let's just say, let's just say that I got, uh, let's just say that I got, I got Myrna a gift card. Ooh, thousand dollar gift card to some place that she loves. Amazing. Kato to Kato. And she walks around with her little gift card and she's like, look at my gift card. Look at it. I got thousand dollars. I can spend at Kato. Look at my gift card. And she shows everybody in her life and she carries this, this card for 20 years in her purse. I mean, but she never goes to Cato and never presents the card and never gathers the stuff, though, I, I, you know, though it's paid for and it's done. That little card is it's the same exact thing. It's a promise that you can go in there and get what you want for this amount of money and come on out and go home and look really, really nice. But it's a promissory note. These are the promises of God. But here's the deal. When stuff happens Everybody just likes to carry their promissory notes under their arm and don't realize, and that's what you said a minute ago, I think it was you, you have to enforce those things. Talking to people that may be ready to quit. You can't quit because you got a whole book of promises that if you just apply a little pressure and, and present those promises... I love how some of these just turn into big old Bible studies. I mean, you can't help it sometimes. Oh, man. You know what? And I was thinking about, too, this this is circling way back again, but I don't know who said it, when they said it, how they said it, but it was uh, but it was talking about the enemy coming and stealing, killing, and destroying, and just how and why. It made me think about the parable of the sower, how you hear something, you got something. It makes me think of Peter right here in the, in Luke 22, 
right? Because he, he heard something from the Lord. The Lord said, listen, you saw me go through the junk. You saw how I handled the junk. You saw how I under overcame the junk. That's how you overcome the junk when it comes at you. And now I'm giving you a kingdom, which literally means I'm giving you authority and ability to overcome anything that the enemy could throw at you. And so now he, then he flips around and he says, and guess what? He's coming after you next. So here's my point. He just heard a, mar a marvelous message, a marvelous revelation from the Lord, from his little sweet lips right there. And he said, now you have this great revelation. Now watch out because now the fowls of the air are going to show up like now to try to steal that from you. To try to shake that from you so that you won't trust in that promise. You won't trust in that authority and that ability of the kingdom I gave you. And, and you won't react like I reacted. Well, I feel like I'm preaching in this thing here. Go ahead. On this episode, right? This is a podcast, right? This isn't Sunday morning. So <laughs> I'm just saying there's so many people I believe that are out there that are either going to, they're either in the mix right now. Or they just came out of it, and maybe their hair is still smoking a little bit, and they got a twitch in their eye, you know what I mean? Because they just got their, they just went through some stuff, <laughs> right? And they didn't know, or maybe they did know and weren't ready for what they know. This is why, this is why you guys, church, church is not supposed to be a social event that we mark on our calendar for this day and this day and this day. And I know, you know, a lot of people is like, man, I just get tired of teaching and this and this and this and this and this. And then we just, it seemed like when we go to church, we always got to work. Why well, we got to go to work when we go to church? Church is, the, church is supposed to be fun and we're supposed to go and enjoy ourselves and whatever and whatever. And we do, right? Absolutely. Yeah. We do before service. <laughs> we do after service. <laughs> but the, the whole purpose of us assembling ourselves together is to worship the almighty God. But it's also for us to work, to hear what we need to hear, to work in what we need to work in. Yeah. Because why? Because somebody's coming, That's right. and, you know, and I, I hate that. You know, the thing is, guys, is that's not ever going to go away until we're out of this planet, until the devil is dealt with and he's gone. Right. So it's not like this huge bummer, like, oh, my gosh, what am I going to do? We've been doing this our whole lives anyway. I feel like I just keep needing to come in here and be like, you know, this isn't, we're not, we're not, <laughs> we're not dodging faith. We're not whatever, whatever, you know. I mean, I know, and there's people that will actually get mad at you and say, I'm just tired of you talking about the devil. If you just keep a positive mind and a positive attitude and all that, what's going to happen is you're going to get your booty kicked. Yeah. Because you're not aware and you're not ready. You're not just aware. This stuff is going to happen. But thank God, the point, the point is we overcome if we do what we're supposed to do. So number one, if we can, if we can understand and discern, is this a test? Lord, you looking at him all, is this a test? Or if you know that you know that this is the devil and this is a, this is a, this is a, a wicked thing happening in my life, but we know what to do. And then we got to do it. <laughs> we just can't quit. We are too late in this game to quit. What is that? What is that song that they used to sing over there in that old, old, old people? I've come too far to look back, to turn back now. Right. Yeah. Whatever. 
<laughs> I've come too far to turn back now. What about where you can? You remember when Jesus, when Jesus standing there, all the disciples and all the disciples, you know, got mad because he said, eat my flesh and drink my blood. And they said, Ooh, I don't like this. I'm going home. I love that scripture. I do too. And yeah. he's standing out there. Everybody left hundreds of people, hundreds. It says people left him and left 12 men standing there. And Jesus he ain't happy. I bet he ain't happy. I bet he's like, I can't believe you. I can't believe you don't get this. What's the matter with you? Yeah. And he looks at the 12 and he says, well, what about you? I love this about Jesus. This is something, this is another podcast for another day. But we need to learn how to cultivate that kind of confidence. If everybody leaves Matt Nichols, I'm going to be okay. Yeah. <sighs> if, if. I'm in the place I'm supposed to be with my father. Right. It's going to be all right. This is why, this is what Jesus was saying. He's like, listen, what about you? And in the back of his mind, he's going, you know what? If y'all leave, I'll get 12 more just like you. <laughs> right? Yeah. I love that. But I love Peter's answer because Peter just falls on his face and he's like, where else are we going to go? Hmm. You the man. <laughs> we've seen, we've heard, we know, our spirits know. You are, where else are we going to go? I, I'm telling you guys, this is, I believe this is the pinnacle. This is the place where a lot of people are. Y'all know that scripture that says um, men, uh, multitudes, multitudes, right? Multitudes in the valley of decision. I really believe that's where people are right now. You know, the thoughts of quitting, stopping, just walking away you know those don't come from god so when that thought comes you need to say what he said peter said where are we gonna go if i quit where am i gonna go right yeah <laughs> right we are so out of time for this episode listen thanks for joining us for this episode we hope you enjoyed it as much as we did that it challenged you or maybe made you think some more about this whole Christian experience and being a believer. And we hope you'll join us next time. And remember to get unplugged.